Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the WMI podcast. This week I have Chad Harmon on of the Horns and Heroes Project. The Horns and Heroes Project raises money through art to help protect the rhinos. I really enjoyed this talk. I've known Chad for a while. I was in the second show that they did and um, it was nice to catch up with him. He moved to Seattle recently or about a year ago actually and I haven't seen him or talked to him really since then. So I love talking to this guy and we always have a great time when we do get a chance. Um, as far as my life goes, I'm feeling pretty fucking good. <laughs> so I don't want to go into it too much and I'm just gonna ride that fucking wave. So here goes me and Chad on the WMI podcast. So how's it going? It's going really well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How about yourself? Pretty good. Um, yeah. Busy, busy. This yeah. uh, this podcast has been awesome. So. Yeah, that's great, man. That's good. I mean, I remember you talking about it. Um, uh, you know, re- when kind of at its inception and stuff like that. And I'm glad it's I'm glad it's actually happened for you. That's that's really cool, man. It's yeah. something I've always. Uh, wanted to do I, I love listening to podcasts and um it's uh it's definitely something that i really enjoy listening to and stuff like that so i'm glad that it uh it's working out for you that's really cool thanks it's it's a nice way to get out of my comfort zone yeah so um it's almost therapeutic yeah i'm sure because i mean i'm not much of a I'm not much of a conservationist, <laughs> so Same here. that was. I think that's my biggest fear of like jumping into something like that. Especially, I think I would be better at it if it was just like you know me kind of just talking as as opposed to like interviewing somebody. Like, I mean, I think what you're doing is amazing. I don't know if I'd ever be able to do that. I oh. I feel like I'd have a, <laughs> a difficult Thanks. time with that. Thank there'd you. be a lot of there'd be a lot of dead air. But uh, no, it's it's cool. I can imagine it being very very therapeutic. And, Sometimes I feel like, um, what's his name, the host of Drunk History when I hang out with people. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. because I'm just sitting <laughs> back observing and not yeah. really, like, putting too much into it. You know what I mean? Right. No, for sure. We were talking <laughs> about that, that the other. Me too. The, <laughs> the Hamilton show. one is my favorite. Which one? The Hamilton one. Did you see that one? I don't, I don't know if I had. With uh, did, Miranda. My favorite. My favorite one is uh, did, it was one of the first ones, and in fact, actually, I think it might have been the first one. It was with um, it was when they did Al Capone. Oh yeah, yeah, that's you a know? good one. That's <laughs> I a love great that one. one. Yeah, that was funny. Man. The one with uh, about Hamilton had the main guy from Hamilton. And oh really? While they were recording, um, Quest Love texted him and was like, "What you're doing, drunk history?" So he called <laughs> Quest Love and had Quest Love on the show. Oh, that's hilarious, man! It was fucking awesome, and they were that's all like, they were all like having a great time. <laughs> but yeah, like we were talking about that, um, about like who would play you in the story of your history. You know what I mean? Right? Like, yeah. History. And oh I was man, like, I that, that's know. a really that's a great question. That's a really hard question. I know. Oh my gosh! Yeah. yeah. 
But it's funny because a lot of times you don't, you wouldn't think like the people that are playing those people, like if you had to, if you had to cast them, mm -hmm. it, it, it's not like your first choice. But then you see, you watch the episode, and you're like, man, that was a really good, it was a really good idea for them to play right. that, you know, that part because to see them in that role is really, really funny. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So it's really funny. No, it is. It's. Um... For some reason, the my friend was like, "Oh, I think Jason Statham would play you," and I'm like, really? "That's weird." <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. Though. I know, right? All you have to do, what what he would have to do, just add a beard, a fake beard, and you're done. <laughs> yeah. and that's that's one of the best things about that show is the fact that they come up with like they have like the worst wigs like possible. It. Everybody's got just a, like it's it's hilarious, man. Hello, it's really really fun. The burps and the hiccups in there. Yes, so exactly. Cool. So how's the? It's, so tell me about Hordes and Heroes. Let's uh, talk about. Let's try try to um, get people like from the beginning, I guess. Like how did it start and things like that. Well, um, gosh, from the beginning, it, it's hard to believe that it was. Uh, so long ago now i can't believe it's 2019 already it's yeah yeah so um it, when i say it was founded in 2012 um it was founded as a uh not-for-profit so we, we are a registered um 401c3 um non-profit organization but the inception came much before that, probably, okay. um, which is really weird. It's almost like it's kind of come full circle because um, it was when uh, my wife Jill and I first moved out to Seattle. Um, we I moved out with her uh, in 2009, and we we came out here because she had um, um, just accepted a position um, at the Point Defiance um, Zoo in Tacoma okay. to be to be an elephant. Um, keeper there so um i being the <laughs> being the nice guy i guess you could say followed her out here to um um so she could do that i accepted a position at woodland park zoo in seattle um but doing so i ended up having to leave uh the rhinos that i that i worked with in at, at uh, disney um so I, I, the whole time, you know, she could tell that, you know, I, I missed working with the rhinos because um, at that point we didn't have rhinos at Woodland Park Zoo. Gotcha. So um, I, I, I wanted to do something that since I wasn't physically working with rhinos, I wanted to do something um, to kind of uh, to kind of get to kind of get back and to kind of put myself involved with rhinos in some way or another. So right. I came up with this idea where you know I, I as you know I've, I've been an artist for a long time and and I, I just basically took my two passions art and rhinos and combined the two together and and, and kind of came up with this whole idea of the horns and heroes project but it, it was a little bit difficult to kind of start when I was okay. here and I think part of that was because you know it, people don't have the the physical animal to look at they're not they don't have anything to see since okay. woodland park and since point defiance didn't have actual rhinos in in their collection um it, sometimes it I, I think you don't have that you don't have something for people to look at and kind of get behind and i think that's one of the reasons why like zoos and aquariums are, are such an, uh, an important thing because it's difficult for people to get behind 
you know, uh, these animals that are on the brink of extinction, if, if they're not there to physically see them, to touch them, to learn about them and stuff like that. Um, and not to mention that Seattle, as you know, has got a huge art and music scene <laughs> to begin with. So it's a little bit difficult to kind of get into that. Gotcha. So, um, you know, uh, Due to some unfortunate events, um, Jill and I ended up moving back to Orlando in um, 2011, so almost two years to the day of moving out here, the first time. Um, And I actually, um, Jill's like, you know, now that you're here, you know, at that point, you know, I think we had already, I can't can't recall, I was trying to remember, my memory's getting worse as I'm getting older, obviously, but I can't remember when when you and I met. I mean, I know it was at you know, one of the spooky empire yeah. conventions. I don't know if it was before 2009, but I had done quite a few I'm before at the then. I have of yours and it doesn't have a date on it. So I don't know. It doesn't. No. Yeah. So, so, um, you know, I had, I, I was lucky, very, very fortunate enough to know people from that, you know, the horror convention circuit. And then I, I knew, um, quite a few people, uh, you know, other artists from that Orlando scene and stuff like that. So I, I came back and I, I I I asked them one of them, which was um, uh, Heidi Kniesel. I said, uh, you know, Heidi, um, this is something that I'm interested in doing. What do you think? And, and Heidi has curated quite a bit of shows downtown mm-hmm. uh, in Orlando. And then another good friend of mine, Phil Lucinic, Phil Lucinic, um, um, he as well. You know, he, he he's in a photography, and he's a musician, and, and and an artist as well too. So the the three of us kind of got together, and, and they really kind of helped me bring this bring this together. Um, so we did our first show um, in in 2012, um, and it was earlier on before we became a not for profit. Um, we did it um, at a at a small place downtown, which is no longer there anymore, um, called Sip. I don't know if you remember Sip. Yeah, I remember Sip. Yeah, is I think it's called the Matador now. Yeah, is that it's what it's Matador called, maybe? Yeah. yeah. So we did it at that small club. They were very, very nice enough to let us um, use a space, and um, obviously, you know, the, the drink, the money from drinks and whatnot, you know, went to them, and and um, we ended up. I got uh, twenty five artists um, together, and, it, and that's one of the things we try to do is we try to find a little bit of everybody um different 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 mediums you know everything from you know tattooers to sculptors to painters to graffiti artists to illustrators to you know you know we've had special effects artists and whatnot in there so um the the thought was is for me to create a sculpture and then to mass produce it so everybody had the same the same starting point and then using their creative hand you know uh create something that um is 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 their own you know what i mean and um so again we had 25 of these and um we sold them in that first event we made close to like seven thousand dollars and it was only for a couple hours and i was like wow this is this is amazing we did it um so all the money that's raised um it actually does kind of really three things. One, first and foremost, is it um, raises awareness for um, rhinos throughout the world. They, um, a lot, 
what was happening, and I'm sorry, I'm digressing and going back, but no, what was happening is, is I would go to a lot of different uh, rhino events and conservation events, and I would see a lot of the same people there. And these are these are other zookeepers or other conservationists and stuff like that. We were always, I was always seeing the same people there, and I was like, this has got to be bigger than the people that already know so much about mm-hmm. this. It, it it it's it's a it's a huge it's a huge thing, and. Um, to just keep seeing the same people, the passionate people all the time, it, it, I don't think it, that's working out. So my thought was is to take something that everybody loves for whatever reason, whether it's movies or paintings or animation or, or whatever, um, everybody loves art in one way or another. So if I could have some sort of an art event, an art show, an art auction or whatever, bring people there, and while they're in there – teach them and educate them a little bit about what is going on with rhino. So if they buy something, that's awesome. That money's going to go to um, rhinos. If they don't, at least they're going to leave with the knowledge of what is going on with the rhinos in the world and how that potentially affects them. And especially if they have children and their children and so on and so forth for, for future generations. And if they tell one person, then it's that whole you know, lighting a fire kind of a thing and, and getting it. So that was kind of the first thing is the education part of it. And obviously the second thing was the, the money part of it. All the money that's raised, um, um, about 99% of it goes to um, the International Rhino Foundation, which okay. right now is one of the largest worldwide um, rhino foundations. Um and, and, and that money goes to um, rhino protection units or rangers in Africa and right now, actually, Sumatra um, to help um, protect the, the remaining rhinos that are there. Um, these guys and women are, are the true heroes of this whole entire thing, and um, it, it, they deserve a, a, all the credit in the world. And then the other part of it is to give artists um, the opportunity to um, get their name out there. Um, okay. And it, it gives them the chance to kind of market themselves, advertise themselves, show themselves off. You know, you're, there's a chance that you're going to be hitting potential um, guests and possible clients that have never seen your work before. Um, so it gives them the opportunity to kind of market themselves too. So really the whole thing, it, it has kind of three different components to it. You know, again, educating about rhinos, mm-hmm. um, and getting money for rhino conservation and then two or three, um, you know, giving the, the artists a chance to kind of show themselves off. So, uh, you know, we did another event after that and e- each time I've always been a person where I try to make the stakes higher. Um, okay. I think... You, you were. I was very, very lucky enough to have you involved with the second event. Okay. Um, that was the. That was the. We did the uh, black rhino head, correct? Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, so you were a part of that one. That, that one black. was a much bigger, bigger event, and we believe. I believe we had fifty um, different artists for that. Yeah, there was a and lot. And that? There was a lot of artists. I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that one right there. Um, I want to say we did uh, 20, 20 some thousand dollars, I think, for that event. Um, and then um, two years later, we do them about every two years. And then two years later, we did um, another one where we combined not only sculpture, but we also added in um, canvases. Um, okay. Because we were one of the things we were having is we were having a lot of people 
that um, were like, God, oh, you know, I'm not a big of a sculpture. I've never really painted on this before, blah, 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 more of a, so we didn't want to like not have those artists be a part of it. And we've been very, very lucky and very, very fortunate to have a lot of different artists wanting to do this. And it, and it, it's awful to have to turn people away. So every time we do this, we, you know, um, myself and Heidi, um, we, we kind of sit down and we just say, okay, you know, we had, we had a tattooer last time who did old school tattoos and right. we've, so we can't have like five, five different old school gotcha. tattooers doing the same thing. You know <laughs> what I mean? So, and then, um, you know, such and such a person has done it the past three times, you know, we should put this person. So we try to give everybody a fair shake at being a part of it. And then, um, you know, yourself, you being an oil artist and, you know, such and such being a airbrush artist, you know, we, we, again, we try to kind of change things up and stuff like that. So then, um, we did a th that third one, there was about 85 artists, I believe. And, um, was that the it, one with the full sculpture? That was the full sculpture, yeah. So, so, and that was another thing too. Is there's a lot of so many different facets to this, but um, so the first, the first sculpture, which was which was a rhino horn, which I felt was really kind of the the biggest symbol that having to do with this whole thing, obviously because that's one of the reasons why rhinos, are, or the reason that rhinos are poached. Um, I, I I came up with that sculpture. The second one was done by. Um, my favorite special effects special effects artist and a huge um, idol of mine, uh, Barry Anderson. He created the yeah. second one, and then the third one. Um, uh, one of my best friends, uh, Steve Lefave, who's uh, an amazing artist as well too. Um, he created the third one. Um, so I, I, we also give different you know guest artists a chance to actually do the sculpture um we also do that with our we have a, a clothing line as well too where we do t-shirts and whatnot and we also have uh separate artists uh, do that as well for example um mike reed uh, poop bird has actually done a couple mike groves um and, and whatnot so you know, we try to give artists anything that we can do to kind of get artists name out there as well too and, and kind of uh, plug their different things too uh so this year we 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 unfortunately did not have one. Um, my wife and I moved back out to Seattle, um, and um, it was around the time when we were should be having um, what would be our fourth show, right. and uh, it just obviously didn't happen for for <laughs> obvious reasons. Um, but uh, there was a um, the International Rhino Keepers um, Association had a conference that was in Orlando, and that still technically being our home base. Um, we do a lot for them as well. So they had asked, um, if we wanted to do kind of like a small mini, um, art show, art auction for them. So, um, we reached out to 20 artists because it was the 20th anniversary for the, um, International Rhino Keepers Association. Um, so, um, we, again, we reached out to 20 different artists, 20 different styles, such and such, and. Thank you again. Very, very fortunate to have you be a part of it as well. Um, and um, for this event, I, I believe we raised about pretty close to $3,000 for this for okay. 20 pieces. So it, it was awesome. And, um, you know, the, the future, we've got a lot of ideas. Again, like I said, you know, we try to go bigger um, every time we do this. Um, there's a possibility, you know, I'm looking to turn this into like a traveling um, kind of uh, road show. Um, 
um, whether it goes to different galleries, um, different other zoological institutions, um, so and so forth. You know, we've even a couple contacts with kind of making it be a part of like a, a also including like a music. Um, and of course, the, in the last two big shows that we did in Orlando, we did have uh, musical guests. Um, you know, we've had. Um, um, <clears throat> And we've had a lot of a lot of people asking about that as well too. So maybe even turning it into almost like a music fest as well too, like an art music fest. I don't know. Who knows what the future holds? <laughs> you know, my biggest thing would be is to obviously never have to do this again, just because that would only mean that um, rhinos are 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 okay. But I'm, unfortunately, I, I don't see that being oh, yeah. the case. <laughs> gotcha. That was a long explanation for that no, entire thing. Fine. But we that's we've perfect. we've done we we we've, we've been through so many different changes and stuff like that that it was i don't know how long, and i'm not i'm pretty long-winded <laughs> once uh-huh. i get talking so no, that's fine <laughs> that's great um so who are I, I know a lot of the artists and i just actually met started working with one that i didn't know before which is cool uh, maureen huddis Oh, Maureen, yeah, yeah, she's I just started she's working with her. Super super talented. Yeah. She um she that's that's one of the great things is as as again, I, I don't know if we were, you know, live at the time, but we were just talking a little bit about kind of our ourselves and the fact that I'm kind of somewhat of an introvert or mm-hmm. in the antisocial and uh you know, I guess that's part of the reason why I'm a little bit of an artist and a zookeeper is because <laughs> You know, I'm better with crayons and I'm better with animals than anything else. But um, no, that that's part of the reason why um, it was amazing to have Heidi uh, come on board because she's such an amazing artist herself. But she she really does kind of have her finger on the pulse of a lot of the yeah. downtown Orlando art scene, and she knows a lot of amazing artists. So um, I met um, Maureen through Heidi, and um, she's just incredible. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it, there's so many different things that she did as far as, you know, whatever we threw at her, she just seemed like she was great at, just okay, yeah. incredible at it. I mean, the, the sculpture stuff, and then the last show we did, she actually did one of the um, the canvases, um, and her paint work is just incredible, yeah. too. And, and, and it's funny because, obviously, you know, like you, with the exhibit stuff, um, she, she, you know, she was a part of the whole Pandora thing at Disney. So I would right. see her like on a daily basis, like going That's into right. to have lunch and stuff like that. And, and just to know that um, she could do that stuff as well too. It, it, she just seems like she's pretty much good at any form of art whatsoever. She so it, it, she, yeah, she, she's always been super, super um, wanting to always help out any way that she can with this. So it, it was, it was, it's, she's awesome. It's so funny <laughs> that, the more I do this and the more I talk to people and the more I meet new people, I realize how small the community is. Well, oh, for tight, sure. Tight yeah, knit. for sure. I don't Absolutely. say small, but tight knit. Like everybody oh, yeah, knows no, everybody. Sure. And, and, and I, think that's one of the, I think that's one of the great things about the, the whole Orlando scene. And I don't know. I don't know if that's really the word or not. That's kind of always probably a cliched word, but the, you're right. It, it's, it's just large enough where um, or just small enough, I should say that, you know, it's a very, very tight knit. And, and, and I think I don't, I don't mean this to be a bad way, but I think that 
as artists, a lot of times there are there are egos involved with it and stuff like that. And and there isn't yeah. again. I I hate to use the word. I don't think there's a scene out there where there aren't those type of artists out there. But it, I noticed it being very few and far between. And um, everybody and seemed to really want to yeah. help each other out and support each other. You know, if 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 you had a if you had a gallery show or something like that, you know. Other artists would be there to support you, and Absolutely. they would tell people there was always, um, you know, cross, you know, promotion on social media and stuff like that. And it, it's it's been cool. Where you know here in Seattle, it's a little bit larger scene. Yeah. Um, okay. And um, again, still you see that, but I think there are there are more there are more components or different parts of that that scene, if you will, that um, make it a little bit more difficult to be, be be involved with you kind of have to find your uh <laughs> your yeah. role in it all I, guess. I have a friend that just moved there who's an artist and she was having difficulties yeah so yeah yeah it just it just takes a little while and and, and it is i think and i think part of it in orlando was the same way too a lot of it kind of has to do with who you know and i think that's in a lot of different business as yeah. well and I, and I don't mean to say that art is just a business, but I guess if you want to try to make money from it, I guess you could kind of categorize it as that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Knowing people, knowing people definitely will help you out. I think (laughs) in 2016, when we left our jobs, our full-time jobs and did art full-time for a couple years, we create, we turned it into a business. Like we actually got the business license and all those things. Yeah, for sure. Like, for sure and like wrote things off and all that i mean yeah it's hard to make it work but i i, I feel like that's the best way to go about it because you can write off so much stuff and- right and i think and i think that's like i admire you for that and i think there's a lot of you know even on the uh again the like the horror convention um circuit and stuff like that there are so many artists that i was like oh man you know i was just kind of a, a lot of times just more or less like a weekend warrior or a convention gotcha. kind of hound that would you know just work work six months you know get my uh stuff together you know do a couple conventions and then you know go to my you know nine to five job every yeah. day where I, I wish that i could just you know drop everything and, and do that you know travel right. around a convention and convention and stuff like that you know it, it, it was just it, for a lot of different reasons it was difficult obviously um just for the responsibility that i had back home but also at that time and, and still to this day my art is not it, it's very i don't you know i don't do i don't do prints i don't do stuff like that so everything is is all original so it'd be very very difficult for me to be on the road you know painting doing that stuff you know right. getting stuff I, I guess you could say you know um inventory for the for the next show to go to along the way so that was my thing is like trying to figure out how that could even happen um so that was that's always been a challenge even to this day are you still painting i am still painting yeah um um i'm trying to do um i i like to i get i want to say i get bored (laughs) i get um (laughs) i get kind of antsy and stuff like that so i i try to find um different ways of kind of you know teaching myself something new or trying myself something new and um you know i'm doing a little bit of sculpting still um i'm doing some um i I really and one of the great things as you probably know too out here in seattle is um you know glass blowing is like a huge thing out here i mean you've got like chihuly which is 
he the man is unbelievable and yeah, you know the, the um we, by actually, the needle is fucking amazing oh yeah so we uh i that's something i really really want to um try to get a hold of. there's a couple places where you can go and kind of learn like uh, take a couple classes and stuff like that but that's something that's always interesting you know i've always wanted to get into like welding um um you know i did a little bit of uh, print banking you know i still do i try to do here and there a little bit of uh, street art and stuff like that like weak paste posters and, and and um that kind of stuff so i'm trying a little bit of everything there's nothing that i've really actually stuck to or really kind of totally feel comfortable really showing off yet because i still feel like i'm learning and i think you know as probably you two were all our worst critics and stuff like that but oh, yeah. it's the it's the experience and the education of it that i kind of find most interesting right now um you know i've also started uh doing a lot i've focused a lot on, on writing uh lately um so I, I do a lot a lot more writing i've been into that for like the past uh, two years too so i spent a lot of time doing that as well too so i'm, I'm trying to come up with so many different things yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to Sometimes keep me busy I I, I, I I often wish i could write like not i guess yeah either one either scripts or stories short stories because right. my dreams are fucking crazy and they yeah. don't make good no. stories like well, that you see you're lucky then because i i cannot remember the last yeah. time i had a dream like i i <clears throat> i don't think i ever i can't remember the last time i think i ever went into like you know REM sleep or anything like that i, I you know i guess that's what that's when you start to dream or whatnot yeah. you know I, i'm a horrible sleeper you know i'm insomnia and stuff like that and i think that's I think in your situation, it's great because you can be very, very creative by what your dreams are teaching you. And my way, I'm able to probably write more because I'm up longer than <laughs> more than you are. So. That's, that's great. Uh, I can, I can lucid dream. I, I've often lucid dream, and I also um, have sleep paralysis. So. Oh my gosh! I can't even imagine. Yeah, it's um, pretty, pretty scary. Yeah. It's very scary stuff. Um, hold on one second. All right, there we go. One is it, I mean, has it ever got, I mean, like, how long does that, like, last? Like, when you're in the middle of... A sleep paralysis? Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, you don't, I mean, you don't know as in you don't know how long you feel like you're paralyzed. Or, and what is it, like, you, your brain knows you're awake and you can see, but you just can't, like... Move. Talk or move the rest of your body yeah. or anything. Oh yeah. my gosh, that's it's crazy. like it's like being awake during a dream. Because <laughs> wow. because most of the time it's terrifying, so you're like hallucinating and things like that. So it's almost like being in a dream. It's really yeah. crazy. And, and there's no, and there's nothing, I guess, as far as like a, a medical intervention or anything like that 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 helps with that or anything or no. I mean, you can't. There's not like a medication or. Like you don't do yoga every night before you go to bed. Or Not that like I know that. of. I know, I know. Like they do a lot of studies, and I think they've come to the conclusion that a lot of it's um, stress related. So I'm sure, like, yeah. like um, anti anxiety meds might help, but I don't know for sure. Well, if it's if it's stress related, then then I'm surprised I'm not completely paralyzed. <laughs> right. Day. Same here, man. I'm telling you. Like, and the the most terrifying thing is when it follows me out of a dream. It's like it's almost it almost feels like 
the dream is aware. <laughs> if that makes any <laughs> sense. Because, like, I've had that happen twice where it followed me out of a dream. Like, I've the dream freaked me out so much that I was paralyzed when I woke up. It's fucking really? crazy. Yeah. Wow. And it wasn't like you were... It wasn't like there was something in your dream. It's almost like, like you know, in your dream, you've had those dreams where you know you're falling and you literally feel like you're falling. Yeah. So it's not like you were like paralyzed in your dream that you were having, and then you kind of just woke up paralyzed. It's just like, like how does that how does that transfer? Like how does that? Well, when you have when you have a a um, dream that wakes you up, right? You just wake up normally. And your heart's probably pounding and things like right, that. Right, sure, sure. Well, two times I've had a dream where it not only... I've, I not only was, like, stressed out when I woke up, but I was also paralyzed. <laughs> I couldn't oh wake gosh. up. Yeah. It was almost <laughs> like... It was almost like the... Um, the horror of the dream made me paralyzed. Wow. You know how people say that, too? Like, whenever you're scared, you get paralyzed, you don't know what to do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's almost like yeah. the same thing, but... I guess you're right. Yeah, I never I never thought of it that way. That's a really good way to, take, to explain it to somebody that might not understand. But that's... You're right. Yeah, yeah I think sure. that has a lot to do with it. But it's... I don't know. It's fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> and um, for me, it definitely has had a bit to do with stress. Yeah. I can remember when I was having them more often was when it was a stressful period. So, and yeah. the last one I had was like 2 months ago. Yeah. Maybe 3 and that was the most frightening one and it was deeply personal and I was in a lot of stress then. Right. <laughs> so, well, I mean, I think do you are you do you feel at least for me, it affects me this way. Well, I don't even know if "affect" is really the word, but do you feel as an artist like that stuff, like your work, um, kind of shows, you know, that stress or whatever it is that you're going through. For me, it is. I mean, that's part of the reason why you know I started writing because, okay. um, you know, for what I was kind of known for as far as my my original art was, it's obviously there's there's very little emotion in that because. You know, as you know, the the the, and I always enjoyed dealing with the like the black and white, like the original, you know, personal monsters and stuff like that. Just yeah. because back then, you know, it was all about the, it wasn't really about the special effects. It was all about the actual facial expressions and stuff like that. And those characters, to me, that was just enough. That was just the scary part. Right. So very little of my my um, stress or what I was going through could be really portrayed in that. It wasn't until, you know, I did my own personal private art or like I said, writing that was enabled me to do that. So, I mean, do you find like when you, when you are that stressed out or something like that, or like you have an event where you, you have that sleep paralysis, do you find out that you're, it, it definitely shows like in your work, like the, 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 do you find yourself sitting down like, all right, I'm going to, Paint it, paint it, because because you know I, I, I see your stuff to. all the time, and you, your stuff looks very, very. It, it's the same way, like the way that you paint. You know, the, you can see the facial expressions, especially if you're not painting, um, especially if you're not painting somebody that 
um, can, is is very recognizable. Like if you're creating you, yeah. a female, if you're creating a female, if you're creating a male or or a creature or something like that, you can see that. So I often wonder, like, oh, you know, is did he? Now I'll know. Now I'll be thinking to myself, did he wake up like paralyzed this morning? Or I do or have, I, I I have had it where it's made me want to paint something, but yeah. I haven't painted directly from it yet. But I am going to, because there was one that I really want to paint, and it was, uh, it was a dream, but the sleep paralysis came on right after the dream, and the right. dream was I was looking in the TV, and you know how you can see the reflection in the TV screen when it's off, and there right. was like these dark figures behind me. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, but only when I was looking at the TV. So I want to kind of I want I'm thinking of doing a painting of like a TV with dark figures behind. Have you and if you haven't, maybe you shouldn't see it. But have you ever seen the uh, uh, the documentary? Uh, did you ever see the documentary Two Three Seven? Not Two Three Seven. I saw. You, you know the you know the one I'm talking about the the one about uh, the 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 um, Stanley Kubrick conspiracy. Oh yes, and, I did. And and stuff. Yeah. Uh, th- that director did another one about sleep paralysis. Nightmare. Is that, right? have you seen it? Yeah. Oh it's exactly, goodness, those things are exactly what happens. Oh, they describe it. Imagine, they describe that it to a T. That was super, that, that was like so frightening. Man. Oh yeah, it was, um, it was so spot on. Wow. It's crazy. Wow. Hold on one second. They're stronger, stronger men than I am. And... I don't know about that. Because, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe dealing with it, I don't know. Like, dealing with it, I've kind of gotten used to it. It's like, it's like, okay, this is happening. Right. I just write it out. It just, right, exactly. I was going to say, it's, it's, a, it's a part of you now, you know? It's just, uh, what are you going to do at this point? <laughs> right. So what's coming up with you? Anything going on? Um, no, um, not really. Um, you know, um, Jill and I moved back out here. Um, this time she followed me out. Um, this is the first time that, um, Washington state has ever had any rhinos. So they just brought in, uh, actually it's hard to believe that I've been out here for a year already. Last March, they brought in, um, uh, two young, uh, bull, um, greater one horn rhinos. Um, they just turned two in November. They brought them in, uh, to Woodland Park Zoo. So I, um, uh, came out to be a part of, um, that whole thing. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm just kind of concentrating on spending most of my time at work. Um, okay. and then, uh, enjoying the beautiful, <laughs> beautiful Seattle weather and uh, <laughs> landscape. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, there's so many things to do out here and um, you know you can you can go to the mountains you can go kayaking you know you can go see an amazing show you've got there's just so many museums and stuff like that um so it's very it's it's um it's a good thing so right now it's just kind of focusing on uh kind of really getting our life organized and kind of started here but um yeah other than that, um, nothing, nothing to, you know, I still have thoughts about possibly, <clears throat> you know, going back in, you know, for a while there I did kind of retire, um, 
anti-Warhol for a while, and um, just because it was just something that I felt was kind of stagnant, and I was just kind of running out of kind of things. But you know, I, I do miss it. Um, do I want to <laughs> change kind of things? You know, I, you know, I don't know. Um, it's always in the back of my mind. Um, but uh, for right now, I'm just kind of happy. Uh, like I said, learning and trying to do other things. That's great. Yeah. So is are you working on the next Horns and Heroes? Or are you? Um... That's a that's a good question. So, um, <clears throat> I don't. Yes, we're always working on it, but again, um, we're looking to go bigger. So, my my hope is um, to with some of the people that we've talked to, the connections that we've made. Again, going back to people, you know, knowing people and whatnot. Um, my plan is to hopefully kind of make this a little bit um, uh, larger than just, you know, Seattle and Orlando. Um, gotcha. Again, whether it's whether it's uh, maybe picking a couple different cities, um, you know, like Orlando, Chicago, L.A., Seattle, and, and, and kind of doing something there, or again, making something traveling, or... Um, there was a, we also had an opportunity to actually do um, a large show. Uh, unfortunately, I can't say where because it still possibly could happen. But um, um, in Asia. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, and um, that'd be amazing. But again, obviously, that's going to cost a lot of money, and we're always looking for grants and and, and whatnot to do that. So yes, my my plan is. Um, I don't know um, if we will be doing, you know, a show in Orlando as the next one. I would hope, again, I would hope to kind of make it a little bit bigger than that. Um, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm, the plan is to obviously grow it. So that's good. I'm glad. For sure. Yeah. Um, was there anything else you wanted to talk about? Anything new? <laughs> just no. <laughs> just just. Um, really just making it work yeah yeah um so when you finish your when you are you planning on doing any more art like four shows are you planning on doing any shows are you thinking about Um, doing it like the conventions or anything i would like to and and i think um I think there's there's quite a few different shows out here to do as well too where maybe since again that might be another thing is you know i thought about you know the anti-warhol has kind of been put on hiatus i guess if you will and um but that was more so but now that i'm out on the west coast is it something where maybe um you know i could kind of do something like that over here um you know i do a lot of the i still my style is still kind of the same as far as that goes so I'd like to maybe that's something that I try to um, try out first before I decide to kind of change things up or whatever like that but um, it's very easy to find so many different influences um, especially out here again because it is a a larger city and um, there's so many different amazing things to, to see whether it's glass or um street art or uh, you know we've we've got uh, a bunch of huge amount of uh, native american 
um, influences here, right. and um, so it, it, there's so many things to look at, and, and just the nature part of it itself is amazing. So uh, I, I don't know. I, at this point, I think I'm just very, very overwhelmed with the amount gotcha. of <laughs> things the, to see. You know, it, the, it's like being hit, it's like being hit with like this kaleidoscope of just influences and, and craziness that it's like, oh, I want to try that and I need to try that and I need to try that and then kind of finding the time and deciding on what it is that you either want to spend the money on mm-hmm. or do I have the money to do that, you know? Yeah, I, d- Again, I I'd think love it's... To, I'd love to take welding classes, but I don't know if I have the money right now to be able to do that. Right. I think there's no coincidence that they put that pop culture museum in Seattle. Like, oh yeah, you know, it's, I it's, a, it's a, it's 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 amazing. Have you been a, there? Have you been to it? Yeah, I think that's like the perfect place to put it. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's it's just um, you know a lot of people don't. It, it's very very weird. There's a lot of people like you talk to like the true Seattle people that have kind of lived their whole Seattleites, I guess if you will, that right. have been here forever. They're kind of like, oh man, what did they put that monstrosity in there? Um, but if you look at it, just not even going into Mopop. It's um, it's just amazing to look at. You know what I mean? It's it's super cool. Um, and I didn't realize this until uh, uh, I think we were the last time we were up in the Space Needle. Um, but it, if you look down at it from the Space Needle, I, I was told that it, it's actually supposed to resemble um, Jimi Hendrix's smashed guitar. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. If you look, you can definitely kind of see it. Excuse me. Um, and, 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 and um, Paul Allen, you know, who who kind of owned it and started um, Mopop, um, he, he, or his estate now, um, obviously he passed away last year, but his estate has the largest collection of Jimi Hendrix memorabilia. And that museum was originally supposed to be, you know, a place to hold all that stuff. Oh, okay, um, cool. Yeah, it's great so when it, it totally makes sense to, to know that. But yeah, that's a great place. Um, you know, that was one of the first things that we did when we got out here is become members there. So uh, they've got, you know, right now they've got, a, they just they just actually got rid of their Marvel um, exhibit, but they've got a horror exhibit that's amazing, and they've got oh, um, okay. a Pearl Jam one. They've got a Nirvana one. That, that we just got a, a an email that they're um, bringing in a, a Prince one oh, next. Nice. So, yeah, so it's it's really it's really cool to have that. That's there. great. Really yeah, yeah. I like Seattle a lot, and yeah, I I could live there. I think like yeah. after I got back, people were like, "Oh, would you be able to deal with the weather?" And I'm like, "I'm already on antidepressants, so the, 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 <laughs> I'll just up like, them." It's such a funny thing, is you know we we constantly you know you hear about the rain and stuff like that, but it. It rains more in Florida than it does in Seattle. <laughs> Seattle is—it's just the—it's the grayness or whatever. But the whole year that we've been here, it, it has actually been amazing and gorgeous and clear. Like you can see all the mountain ranges. Uh, Mount Rainier is like bam right in your face every mm-hmm. time you're driving down the street. It's just, uh, but like I guess like you as well. I, I think it's again because I'm so kind of antisocial and introverted like i love like i love like gray days man. <laughs> me to me to me the, the the sunny days are the ones that i'm like ah, i want to go inside you know right. like a whole vampire kind of thing but yeah no i love i love the gray days i love i love wearing jeans and the sweatshirt and all right today yeah, we're like I, i'd be the idiot that in, in orlando it's 90 degrees out in the middle of august and i've got jeans and a 
No, I mean, I'm just like, oh, I just, I'm praying that it's going to be cold out. Same here. It was cold today. Yeah. Well, cold yeah. for us, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I ride my bike everywhere because I don't have a car right now. Right. And I work on the other side of town. Right. I live in Soto and I work like just past College Park. Right. So I ride my bike about nine miles one way every day. And That's today awesome. it was 44 degrees and I'm like, yes. I, I wore like a, a sweatshirt, like a workout sweatshirt and a hoodie, you know, and it yeah. was fine. It was fine. Yeah. And like, I, I work with people, I work with people that ride their bike still. And you know, we had, this is the most amount of snow that we've had in years. Oh wow. And it was, you know, and Seattle's not equipped to have like like weeks of snow mm-hmm. and you know they don't they don't have the plows they don't have the you know the sand and the salt and stuff like that so but we, i worked with people that would ride their bikes to work still in that you know they'd be wearing like snow suits and stuff like that you know wow. it, it's crazy but yeah i mean you fitted perfectly here <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i don't know like i just like living close to the city or in the city more sure. so yeah. When it, I mean, I, my car was a lease and I was like, I don't need it anymore. Right. Yeah. I can save money living on my own by myself. I can save money and not have a car and just ride my bike. Yeah. Yeah. I've always been. Yeah. No, we live live about, um, we live about 13 miles from downtown. We're kind of in North Seattle and, uh, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, there's so much public transportation here you know as far as yeah. subway and buses and and stuff like that it, it, it's really kind of a cool city to and easy to kind of get around if you know you don't if you don't have a car you know, the people you know, we stayed was was in everett and we yeah. took a bus downtown and then we took the monorail across town yeah yeah we um, and it was we, super we simple lived, we're, we're just we're just south of everett we're okay about, about 15 minutes from everett or so so oh, that's yeah cool. no, we were right between Everett and uh, Seattle downtown. Oh, nice. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. But, That's cool. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, the Emerald City Comic Con is Comic-Con. coming up. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's in, that's in, is it March or May? It says on their website March 14th. Yeah. Okay. Have you yeah, ever considered doing that? Cool, that's a pretty cool con. Is it? It was um, the last time I went. Um, it was a little heavy in like an anime, which is oh. totally cool if you're in anime. So gotcha. like that. But uh, yeah, that was um, um, yeah, that was a really cool con. Um, yeah. You know, I like I like to go to a lot of different cons and kind of see what it's like. Um, I've, in the past, I've 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 done cons where, you know, if if you've got like a very very um, high concentration of of you know, horror and, and monster and, and stuff like that. Sometimes it doesn't work out very well for gotcha. you. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I loved, I, you know, I haven't been in quite a few years, so I would like to uh, check it out just to see, you know, what, what is, how, how it's expanded or, or, or what right. it's brought in and stuff like that. But yeah, I've, I've always heard it's a great con. I mean, I know like a lot of the, I think like, uh, uh, sugar fueled and, yep. uh, Chris Hamer, you know, urban pop. I know, I think they've done it. I'm, I, I thought I saw that Chris was, um, Hamer was going to be doing it again this year. I know that he's done it in the past. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that, but, you know, obviously their their styles kind of fit in. They, they're, yeah, they're not they do. so specialized, so yeah. they do a little bit of everything. So, um, but yeah. And those guys are great. Um, we almost did it 
in 2017. Because mm-hmm. um, 2016, the, the entire year 2016 and half of 2017, we were doing art and cons full-time. You know? Yeah. Um, and I don't know what happened, but I think we might have been late or something, but somebody told us to do it. You know, they're like, you should right. do this one because right. you would do really well there. And yeah. I've always heard good things about it. So since you're there, I was like, have you looked into maybe doing it, you know? Yeah, no, I, I definitely thought about it. But again, I think before I commit to it, I want to I want to at least check it out again as a guest just to see kind of what it's like. Cause right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they have, they have a couple of smaller um, kind of horror conventions as well, too. God, the, the, the other one of them is, um, it's kind of in trouble remembering the name of it but um i think that one's actually done in like um may and then they've got like smaller like um you know uh uh kind of pop culture conventions as well too you know they're just more like kind of either one or two day events you know kind of those kind of cons um mad monster did one there a few years ago um you know what mad monster is right gina yeah yeah does yeah yeah they had one there a few years ago like Oh yeah, you know I think I remember Gina telling me about that. Actually, now that I now I think about it, yeah. And I really want. Yeah, to I would go. love to do. I would love to do a Mad Monster. Um, yeah, that'd be cool. I right think now they're was, just they doing was, the two. They just had one, like I think a couple weeks ago. Didn't yeah, they, or something? yeah, the one yeah. in Charlotte they had recently. Yeah. Um, yeah. We actually did better in Charlotte than we did in Arizona the last time we did it. Really? Yeah. It did. And I, we did better I, than Orlando. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Like Charlotte was a really good show the last time we did it. I'm going to start doing shows on my own soon. I'm actually going to try really, really hard to get a table at Spooky. Because last time, last year I tried to get one, and they were sold out, so I was like, fuck it, I'm going to get a booth. (laughs) And they're so expensive. The event that's coming up up this month, or are you talking about the October? The October one. Yeah. Yeah. Because... I think my VHS tapes would do really well there. I do too. And I have yeah. I have some ideas for like display and stuff, making it look like a video store. Oh no, that's awesome, man. Yeah, so Yeah, that would be totally cool. Yeah, and I I got some uh, like v- almost like almost like an abandoned like blockbuster or something right. like that. That would be really cool. There's a <laughs> there's an Instagram called Save Blockbuster and they started uh-huh. following me on Instagram. I was Are you like serious? that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I, I just I came across this. Um, um, God, I followed this this group called Weird History and um, something else. I don't know if it was Weird History or not, but um, they, they kind of go on more kind of the morbid and stuff like that. But it, it was it, it was the post was about like uh, companies that you may not believe still exist or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, and I think. Um, it was just today, I think it was this morning. Uh, it, I think there's like five blockbusters still left in the world. I don't think there's any in the United States, but I think throughout the world. And I think these five are just now closing or something like that. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, because there are other, you know, because I don't believe other countries have like Redbox and, and, and stuff like that. So I, I was like, wow, that's pretty amazing to think that they were still around. According to the Save Blockbuster. Instagram, there's one in Bend, Oregon. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. Well, there you go, then. That's yeah. awesome. So, 
There's one here, at least. Yeah, it was, it was like, you know, the, the whole, one of the video store was like, I mean, it was, probably yourself too, but it was such a big part of like my childhood. I mean, yes. I guess like obviously when I was Fridays, yeah, much older and stuff like that, but you know, just going to the video store and like finally seeing that movie that was there, you know, you bet it, it had been out of theaters for like six months or whatever. <laughs> right. Like, when is it going to show? Because you didn't. You know, you didn't have really the internet and stuff like that, so you didn't know when things. Like going to the video store was like a surprise. Oh my God, there's yeah. pieces too. I can't believe it's yeah, how fun. Exactly. You, know I mean? it, it, you like see it, and then you go to grab it, and you're like, damn it, there's none left. <laughs> right. It, it yeah. was like such a huge thing, you know, and it's just so weird that kids today can't. It's not the same going to a red box and you only have like 20 things it's to not. choose from, and they just were out in the theaters like a week before that. Right. You know what I mean? It's like. It's just not the same, and, you know. I, I still love going to cons, and you have the guys that are selling, like, you know, some of them right now are even selling, like, old VHS tapes and stuff yeah. like that. And you're just, like, going through all the titles and stuff like that, finding stuff that you're like, oh, my God, I remember seeing this. This was horrible. Right. Like, How much for it? Five bucks. I'll take it. You know, it was, like, such yeah. an amazing thing to, to be able to do that. You just can't do that anymore as a kid, you know, yeah. and it's great. I mean, I think Orlando as well, too, you know, you've got, like, uh you know, Park Avenue uh, CDs and stuff like that. Right. Like here, we've got so many independent record stores. And still, I love going to the record store. The same kind of thing, like thumbing through there. You know, not. You know, a, it's, I don't. I don't buy music digitally anymore, or, or at all now, because I, I still, I still enjoy just doing that. Like holding an album in my hand here. and stuff like that is unbelievable. I, I, you know, I haven't transitioned to records yet. Because oh, I have dude, so many it's CDs. It's a terrible habit to get. I know, <laughs> I know it is. Um, it's terrible. Um, it's terrible. But uh, I mean, I'm, I'm in no way like, you know, like pretty much everything. You can always find, you know, people that are like, just way too into certain things. You know, like <laughs> right. the, the weight of the vinyl and you know the pressing number and all this other stuff like right. that. Like I'm not totally into that by any means. I'm not like a, uh, by any. I don't think that I'm like a an album connoisseur or anything like that i just like i just like to get what i like you know and <laughs> right but you can go you know people can go crazy i'm like why is these two albums look exactly the same why is this one fifty dollars and this <laughs> one eighteen dollars you know what i mean it, it's yeah. just so weird well that that one was a pressing from you know blah, blah blah you know off of this in in canada versus this one that, you know I, I can't tell the difference man it sounds exactly the same yeah it's thing, funny so, but. um i was at a friend's studio recently and she has the most recent perfect circle album oh, and wow. on on record that's and, awesome and i picked it up and i was surprised by the weight of it yeah because it weighed more than i was expecting and yeah, i'm like a lot of the new albums a lot of the new, i think it's 180 gram weight or something something like that again yeah. if i if there's anybody out there that's a record connoisseur, I apologize for not not being <laughs> in the know. But yeah, I think uh, from what I understand, most of the records that are coming out these days are that weight, just because they're you know they're less likely, obviously, to to break you yeah. know and whatnot. But uh, I remember yeah, no, like it, old. I, I used to work at a thrift store, and there were old records there that were like probably two eighths of an inch thick. Yeah. And like really like hard plastic almost. I don't even know yeah. what it was made out of, but it was like right. super thick and super heavy. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> you know, like. And now you can get like, you know, like uh, um, 
you can get like clear vinyl or orange vinyl. Oh my god, or, there's so you many know, like things. So, there's so many different ways that you can you know get get a couple extra bucks out of uh, <laughs> out Absolutely. of the poor, the poor you know vinyl kid that's going in there and wants. Oh my god, this is the you know the, you know perfect circle gold edition whatever you know right it's pretty cool it's like that same with like comic books you know different variant covers and and you know uh, collectibles and action figures you know you just you know this this particular jason Voorhees has a blood splatter you know (laughs) what i mean so it's it's worth like 50 dollars more than this one here but i was that nerd that was doing that oh my god it's got blood splatter and i got (laughs) it right um (laughs) or like it does exactly the same thing but or like the the little mermaid out of the package are you kidding me no way the The little mermaid um vhs tape that had the penises in the background that's right yeah yeah for sure that one's worth my and my friend yeah. has the case, yeah. and I have the actual just the tape. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, let's put it together, sell it, and split the money. Yeah. For sure. For sure. I, I literally, it's it's ridiculous, but we got rid of so many things when we moved out here this time, with the exception of all my collectibles, gotcha. um, which are obviously action figures or is is. Jill calls them dolls, my dolls, but they were, <laughs> they, they are like completely protected in like these sealed bins, you know what I mean? And, and what are we going to do with these? What are, you, what are we going to do? They're going to stay there and, you know, until I die and then and hopefully they'll be worth a lot of money. And, you know, it's just, uh, yeah, it's crazy, but you know, whatever. I'm, I'm that nerd like that. So I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I'm a, I don't know what kind of nerd I would be. An art nerd? Yeah. Somebody I mean, was I, like... I a, that's the thing, too, is that, you know, we go to cons and stuff like that, and I'm like, oh, I need that print, and I want to get that poster. As much as I'd love to buy, like, you know, original pieces, some some of the some of my favorite artists, you know, I mean, I can't afford to get their, their pieces. Um, so I, I, of course, got to settle for a print. But I I don't have enough walls in the house to put all these prints up and stuff like that. Same I mean, here, I got, I, I got them... You know, for the for the longest time in our house in Orlando, we would rotate, you know, different pieces oh, of art cool. and stuff like that, just because we wouldn't have the room to put all these stuff up. It was like I didn't want it to look like my college dorm, you know. What I mean? Right. <laughs> Posters, you know. Yeah. And it's the same thing. I haven't. You can see my. The, this is this is my new studio, my new office right here. I haven't even put anything on the walls yet because I've got them laying on the ground trying to figure out which ones I want to put up this time. It's And we've been here for since, you know, July or whatever. Same here. I got to go through some stuff. Um, we still have boxes of art in the closet. There's yeah, only one closet and well, technically two, but my apartment's small and it only has one regular closet. The other one's in the bathroom. And yeah. I just... We have so much stuff because we moved from a big house, like a decent sized house, to a small apartment. So right, yeah. So yeah. I still yeah, no, have a storage when unit. We first moved out here. We moved into a one bedroom when we first got here before we, you know, we, we bought, uh, purchased our house. But yeah, we had so much stuff in storage. But yeah, and then as you're going through, you're like, oh my gosh! But you just your stuff again. You just like, you know, this is. There's stuff that I'm just like I don't want to get rid of this because this you know this artist means so much to me or right. You know, it's just it's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have, you got to buy another house just to put your art in there. For for real, like um, yeah, like Guillermo sure. del Toro's Bleak House. Yeah, absolutely. You know, for, for real, that's yeah, friggin' yeah. cool. You know, so yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's a good way to wrap it up. Is 
That's awesome, man. Yeah. So we're both gonna get, we're both gonna get a house to put our art in. We are. It'll be a That's traveling fun. museum. <laughs> exactly. Like a like a train, like a real a train. Uh, yeah, no, you don't see enough, you don't something. see enough of that stuff on the railways anymore. Well, railways, railways anymore. <laughs> Almost like when a president used to go, you know, from city to city by the rail. We'll just right. do like have a traveling art museum on on rail. People could go through the rail cars and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, right. cool, Jeff. Man, that was awesome. It was great talking to you. It was man. so we great to talk to you. It was good to good to talk and chat and hang out, man. Yeah, so, it was. And again, thank thank you so much for uh, you know helping out with Horns and Heroes and of course. Uh, um, everything that you do and I'll definitely be hitting you up again um, awesome. next time as well too <laughs> thanks man alright buddy take care of yourself you too man talk to you soon man alright this brings to a close our broadcast activity for tonight <laughs>